Do you really think it will be over by Christmas, as they say? She asked her daughter. Flora's opinion was so rarely consulted that for a moment she was quite taken aback. I don't know, she answered simply. If the newspapers are to be believed, she halted mid-sentence because the growing casualty lists and the claims of imminent victory seemed to her at odds. The reports in the papers were unrelentingly cheerful, full of praise for the bravery of the men who went over the top. At times they made life in the trenches sound like some sort of Boy Scout camp. In the first weeks, Flora had been as enthusiastic as everyone else, but now that men from both sides were dying in unimaginable numbers, she was beginning to have the most unpatriotic doubts about the ability of those in charge to do their job. Not that she would dream of saying so in front of her parents, who considered any talk of casualties defeatist. Leaning across the table to clasp her mother's hand, she smiled weakly. Perhaps it will be over soon. I sincerely hope so. It is selfish of me, but you know how much your brother Alex wishes to join the older boys from his school who've already enlisted. Alex is only seventeen, the laird said pointedly. He's at no risk. But Robbie, Flora's other brother, who was 25 and currently running his wine-importing business from London, certainly was. The laird did not say so, but it was obvious to her that all three of them were thinking that Robbie's joining up was a distinct possibility. It's almost a full year before Alex is eligible to enlist, Flora said, trying to sound more reassuring than she felt. If it's not over by Christmas, then it certainly will be long before then. I hear that our gilly son, Peter McNair, is talking of joining up, Lady Carmichael said. Mrs. Watson from the village shop told me that they're attempting to form one of those units Kitchener made such a fuss about. A pal's battalion, the laird said dismissively. Foolish name, foolish idea. This is a small community. We can ill afford to lose significant numbers of men. I quite agree. Lady Carmichael said. Our local young men would be better served tending to the fields. Not that I would dream of saying so outside these four walls, she added hastily. We are at war after all, though why that requires us to be cast out of a house and home. We shall know soon enough, her husband retorted sharply. The army are due this morning. Lady Carmichael sighed. Weak autumn sunshine filtered through the voile curtains draped over the two long windows of the dining room, bathing her in its unforgiving light. Her mother's stern beauty had held up remarkably well, Flora thought. They were so unlike, mother and daughter, sharing little but the same grey-blue eye colour. She would have liked to possess some of her mother's curves, but she had inherited her father's physique, being tall and slim. Would you like me to deal with the army chaps? She asked, thinking that at least she might spare both her parents and the unsuspecting officer in charge. Lady Carmichael, however, looked horrified. Don't be ridiculous. You cannot possibly take on such a task. It would be quite beyond you. I am 23 years old, and since you trust me with little more than flower arranging, I don't see how you can have any idea of what I'm capable of. Flora. Lady Carmichael looked scandalized by this unexpected riposte. Flora was rather surprised at herself, for though she often disagreed with her mother, she rarely allowed herself to say so.
I beg your pardon, she said, feeling not at all contrite. But I would very much like to feel useful, and I wish to spare you what can only be a painful process. Flora is quite right, the laird said, coming unexpectedly to her aid. It will be difficult for us to relinquish the house. Perhaps we should delegate the task to her after all. Father, thank you. Andrew, you cannot mean that. Why, Flora is... She has no experience at all. And besides, think of the proprieties. All those rough young soldiers. For goodness sake, Elizabeth, those rough young soldiers are British Tommies, whom I'm sure will treat both the house and our daughter with respect. Whatever the army's intentions are for Glen Masson, it will require our home to be stripped of its contents. I'm trying to spare you the trauma of witnessing that.